Hello everybody and welcome to episode 6 of Game and Fix. No, that was last week. Episode 7 of Game and Fix, the world's most professionally introduced podcast about video games made by several friends who know each other from the internet. Uh, my name is Sam. Today we have got uh, Pat. Hello. Back from the dead. Yeah. Me? Yeah. 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 And Erica. Hi. Still not dead. <laughs> Andre. Uh, dead on the inside. <laughs> and Alex. Hey, always dead, always living, just kind of right in between. I don't know. Schrodinger's Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll never know until you turn on the stream. Uh, so, uh, as usual, we're going to be going with our standard format, which is going to be talking a little bit about the games we played this week. Everybody has brought a game that they think is special or funny or what have you. And uh, then after that, we're going to run through some gaming news. And then after that, we're going to have a really bad outro and finish the podcast. Talk about Black Panther for like an hour. No, we, we're going to postpone our Black Panther chat, <laughs> uh, depending on um, when people get time to see it. Um, but yeah, for those of you who are big Marvel movie fans, we're going to do an episode of Movie Fix at some point in the near future about Black Panther once enough people have seen it as uh, only Pat and I have seen it so far. And I think Alison is currently watching Black Panther. <laughs> Everyone so should she... go see Black Panther, however. Mm, I would highly recommend that movie. Podcast, but it is a fantastic film. I yes, cannot it's... see it until March thir- 1st. So send your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> well, that's the only thing that we can send. Um, <laughs> Move swiftly on. Uh, Pat, what have you been playing this week? Uh, so, um, I've been playing a few things as usual, but uh, the thing that I wanted to, br- to talk about, I haven't played as much as some other stuff, but I think it's it's a interesting thing that I haven't seen as much discussion as I expected. But I've been checking out a little bit of Laser League here and there. Um, so, Laser League is a arcade uh, multiplayer action game kind of it's not similar to Rocket League, but it, I would say it exists in that genre of, like, uh, it's not really the uh, samurai gun style of, like, hot seat multiplayer gaming that you would ex- that, that kind of became big. It's more of, like, something you would I would expect to play online. But uh, it's definitely got that, like, super fast-paced action that a game like Rocket League has. Just a totally different format, obviously, because it's not cars pushing soccer balls around. Um but essentially, uh, there's six different character classes in the game. Your character class is important, but at a base level, um, it's a 3v3 action game where you're in kind of an arena. Um, i trying to remember what the name of it was, but uh, it looks kind of like a, like a hockey rink a little bit. It's just this sort of um, rectangular arena with rounded corners uh, that you can kind of wrap around. So when you hit one side of the arena, you bounce around to the other side like it's a globe oh man um, is it like is it like nhl hits with lasers um a little bit i guess i mean there's no scoring the scoring mechanic is eliminating other players so what happens is these pylons spawn around the map and the goal is to run into them 
before the other team runs into them. And then it spawns a like laser beam uh, in, a, in different patterns depending on the post. Um, there's several different arenas. The different arenas don't really matter except that each one of them has a set of patterns that can be the, the game's pattern. So you get to know before the game starts which pattern you're going to be dealing with. And then that pattern dictates how the pylons spawn and what lasers come out of the pylons. So essentially, you are trying to hit the pylons so that your lasers spawn and the field is covered in your colors, your, your team's colors lasers. So whenever the enemy team runs into your lasers, it eliminates the player that hits it. So um, you can res your teammates by running over them. All you have to do is touch like their corpse, basically. Um, and then the different abilities of the classes is kind of where the depth of the game comes into play. Uh, it's really it's really precise, um, and the controls are really precise because obviously you're trying to like weave your way through these different laser beams and hit them when they go down so they come up as your color. Um, but then you've also got these character classes like. There's a ghost, which is like a medic. They can trigger a temporary invulnerability where they can just sort of like slide through the other team's lasers without dying. So the idea with them is that they can get through the lasers to re resurrect team members because you get a couple seconds of invulnerability when you res. Um, there's uh, shock, which like temporarily stuns people. So they fall down on the ground, and then if they get hit by a beam, they'll die. So they can't dodge. Um, there's a sniper, which like drops... Uh, drops like a, a beacon, and then anything that passes between them and the beacon, they can trigger their ability again, and they warp to the beacon and kill anything in between. So they're like a super high skill. Uh, I've, seen the, I've seen snipes kill the entire other team before, and it's amazing. Um, then there's like one class that just does straight melee attacks and kills people. There's another class that steals pylons uh, with their ability. So basically, um, there's enough different classes that you're never going to see. It's 3v3, so you're going to have a different mix every time. And it just feels really, really good because you sort of spawn in and you have your chosen class. You sort of set up and you see the rest of your team and what they're picking. Each class has two different uh, modifiers. So usually it's like extends the length of the ability or makes it charge faster. Um, you can only use your ability every so often. But that one ability is the only thing that differentiates the classes. So it definitely doesn't feel like a MOBA or something like that because it's not a set of abilities that you have. You have one thing you can do. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. There's a ton of unlocks. They have like 200 different things, cosmetic things to unlock already. Um, all done through play. There's no microtransactions or anything like that. Um, and uh, you can just kind of, like, the way that it's structured is you play best of three and then... For, to win a match and then best of three or best of five to win a, a match and then best of three matches. So like basically you're trying to win three points and do that twice out of three games. Um, and then you win the full thing. Uh, they don't really have a lot of uh, ranked related stuff right now. It's kind of just queue and play. Uh, but I imagine as it's it's in early access now, as it gets closer to release, they'll la they'll launch uh, ranked leagues, kind of like what Rocket League has. Um, the thing that I think is fun about it is it's it's like super 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 different, and um, it's a kind of a cool opportunity to get in at the ground floor of something, kind of like Rocket League. Because the problem with Rocket League is if you just start playing it now, you're going to get trashed playing it on the internet because people are so good at that game now. I still recommend people play it because it's super fun, but 
this is a little bit easier too to wrap your head around than some of the higher level Rocket League play. It's more because it all takes place on a 2D plane. Um, and then on top of all that, it looks really cool too. It's got this sort of future sport. It's supposed to take place in 2150. Yeah, Cybertron aesthetic. Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask. It's really cool. I, I, some, I think it's like fifteen bucks. I looked at some screenshots and I was gonna ask how much how much has it made you want to go back and watch Tron or Tron Legacy. <laughs> um, I've seen those movies a lot, so let, let, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I guess always. But um, it I I think I went into it kind of expecting it to be a lot like a lot more like Tron, um, more like Tron Light Cycles, and it's really not. It's the it's interesting because you have to rethink how this kind of a game works because it doesn't matter. I can, unless you, unless you're one of the classes, the one class that has a melee attack that kills people, um, you running into each other doesn't do anything. You're trying to activate the pylons and use lasers to kill each other. There are a couple classes that can do that too, but like identifying what are the other, what's the other team playing? What are their capabilities? And then, trying to think about that while also be precise and not run into the enemy team's lasers and hit your own lasers and watch out for your teammates to keep them alive. It's a lot to think about, but, uh, and it moves really fast, but it doesn't move so fast that it's like frustrating to play. It's just got a really nice mix of a lot of stuff to think about, a lot of stuff to do with um, like a, a game speed that allows you to pick it up and play it without just feeling like you're never going to ever get it. It looks cool. cool. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah. It's on sale for 10 bucks right now, actually. So I'd say uh, I would recommend it. I'm assuming that's a PC game. Yeah, it's on. It's just on uh, PC right now. I would imagine... I don't... They're, I, I assume they're going to do a console release at some point, too. It seems like it would be a really good game for um, really any consoles, but uh, it does seem like it would be a great Switch game because you can play it locally. Um, so if you could, and you don't need any kind of split screen or anything because the whole game happens on the screen. So you could definitely leverage the ability to play with more than four people on uh, PS4 at least. I don't know if you can do that with, I don't think you can do that with Switch. I think it only lets, has, allows for four uh, simultaneous players. But um, you could totally have it work on consoles that support more than four people um, really easily. And it would also be really good for Switch, I think, because even with four people, you can play doubles, too. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, like also, you could do two Switches, eight players, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, totally. You, yeah, you it's, go... it, it doesn't really work for more than 3v3. I don't think a 4v4 would work unless they did new maps. And I think it's pretty well... They seem to have it... I think the only reason they're putting it in early access is just as a way as sort of a way out if something isn't working with it um or if people have a problem with balance stuff they can claim that they're just working on it further before a full release the game's done though i mean like it i think they're going to add more cosmetic stuff but it's pretty much feature complete it's perfectly playable and everything um i think a 4v4 mode would require a lot of tweaking of how everything works okay cool um so uh moving on what about alex what you've been playing hey uh my week was kind of weird for video games because i was out out for most of the week because in the mountains i was hiking and like getting stuck in waist deep snow and hanging out with wolves and shit so um it was kind of canada stuff yeah it was very canada stuff which was great because uh cheska my significant other is with me and she's from a tropical country so she got to experience being stuck in waist deep snow <laughs> no yikes I'm not sure if you're hearing this intense rumbling sound. 
Okay, there yeah. it goes. My uh, my uh, dryer was going crazy. Anyways, um, I did play two games, one of which I'm sure Eric is going to talk about, so I'm going to hold off yes, on it. Uh, I, I am. <laughs> yep. I've put like two hours into that game, Erica, today, and it's pretty great. I've put, I've put probably about six hours since last night. <laughs> I think it's worth it's that. Good. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. It's Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket. No, um, we'll get there. But I picked up Faye, but I haven't started it. Uh, just haven't had time. But I did start and finish one game uh, that came out on Valentine's Day called Speed Dating for Ghosts. And uh, so it comes from a game company called Copy Chaser. And I'm familiar with Copy Chaser because it is my cousin. So full disclosure, that is my cousin. Uh, so <laughs> take take any of my opinions with a grain of salt, I guess. But he was also previously a writer and editor for Bioware. He worked on Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Like he did a lot of the dialogue and the codex stuff. So uh, he's a very experienced writer with games. And he him with his friend made this uh, visual novel dating game kind of thing. But I I hesitate to say either because it's not really either it's technically you're doing speed dating but it's not actually like dating because you're ghosts like how, how do ghosts date um but it's extremely well written it's don't ghosts like they would just like go through each other wouldn't they but like they're going in for a smooch they're like Bleh. but it's but it's super well written and it's um it's just a series of a bunch of really uh it's just a a bunch of vignettes, I guess, is the best way I could put it. Is you sit, you choose a room that you're going into. There's three different rooms, and then you're presented with three different ghosts. Who you know, it's speed dating, so you go around a table. You get like two minutes or whatever with them each time, and you kind of learn about them. So you're learning about each of these characters, and there's ten overall, and uh, you're just learning all about them, like how they died, what they, what their lives were like before they died, their cause of like their cause of death, how they felt about death. What do they do now that they're dead? Like, do they just kind of wander? Like this one girl's like, I'm just going to learn Japanese cause <laughs> I got all this time and I can just like float my way over to Japan. So like, it's really interesting to get like their reactions and how well adjusted they are to getting to being dead. Like one of the characters is from like the 1600s. And one of the characters is from like 2016, so it's you get like a really broad range. Some of them are friendly, some of them are poltergeists, some of them are vengeful. Like, it's really, really interesting, and I, uh, it's a really unique game because it's really sad. <laughs> like some of the stories that end up happening are just like almost made me like tear up. I was like, oh god, that's so sad. Like uh, the girl who doesn't believe she's dead yet. Like she's just like, wait, you're a ghost like that kind of thing like she doesn't realize that she's a ghost and she's like yeah you should play that <laughs> um so despite it being really sad there's also a ton of optimism behind it like it's just really really i felt it was extremely strong writing the only um criticism i have for it is it's a little bit expensive i think it's about it's ten dollars right now and i got about like two hours out of it so i think it's a little on the expensive side and so i might wait for it to go on sale but i think it's totally worth experiencing awesome yeah how much did you get sponsorship money for us i mean you can cut this file <laughs> i i did not get a free copy of it i purchased it with my own dollars <laughs> so, so you're saying we don't have a discount code or well what you do is you go to stamps.com.com 
Yeah. Enter no. in four two zero six nine six nine four two zero is your download code. Yeah. Yeah. There's some pretty good vape jokes in there, by the way. Go on. Uh, jokes about vaping or like jokes at the expense of vaping? I guess you're going to have to play and find out. Well, I think I have to start vaping, so I make sure I get the jokes. So I'm going to do that, and then uh, then I'll get back to it. <laughs> Speaking of getting back to us, Andre, I see you've rejoined us. What have you been playing this week? Uh, same thing. I've I'm, I've been playing uh, Dragon Ball and uh, what uh, Monster Hunter. Um, I'm nearing the end I, as soon as what into the breach as soon as into the breach comes out the game from the FTL devs uh, that's when I'm gonna move on to something new um, but I'm right now I'm kind of at the point where I don't really in either of those games unless it's with other people um, not because they're bad but just because kind of I feel like I've run experience with single player um, course of those games. Uh, I'm still trying to get better at Dragon Ball, but it isn't for me. I don't like just sitting in there and mashing out combos because as soon as I get into a match with a real person, that. So, so I don't. Mm, yeah. Um, they did announce the first two DLC characters for that. Um, <coughs> it's in the news. It, <coughs> it is, but, Give Sam a seizure. I don't know if he was going to include that, but uh, yeah, we'll cut that out. What? Um, uh, I'm Hunter rank forty five in Monster Hunter, which Yikes. is like you get you the final, like the final end game content at forty nine. So almost there but i'm only really gonna play probably with other people from now on or maybe a few games here and there by myself just to get up to 49 those games are still good uh i look forward to what they do with them in the future have have any of you guys done the whatever it is the street fighter quest for monster hunter yet not yet oh yes i i have unlocked the ryu skin uh it's a pain if you can do it with another person, that makes it go faster. Um, just because it's based on you get like an item, and you need seven of the item uh, get eight pieces. And I don't think you, yeah. Uh, and you get more items based on how fast you do it. More than eight minutes, you only get one. Do it less than eight minutes, you get two. You do it in less than four, you get three. I think few times by myself and there is no way you can do it in less than less than four by yourself so I mean you can only do it with two people so you can Street Fighter 5 you need a Street Fighter 5 save on your PS4 at the moment to do it but it will come to other people later I think I'm just going to end up buying a copy of Street Fighter 5 <laughs> Jesus. You're going to be able to get it later. Uh, well, no, but I want a copy for my own, you know, library. Sure. Um, kind of weak. And also, you have to have all of it equipped. You can't just equip, like, one part. So, plus. 
game stuff. If I go into like low rank hunts because I'm like, oh, I need like low rank parts for this thing, then like sure, it's not. But if like yeah, I'm not gonna go into high rank hunts looking like Ryu because the armor is trash. <laughs> but what if you could go into high rank hunts looking like Goku? Oh well, no question. <laughs> <laughs> So orange Ryu, you'd be in for it, but current Ryu, no. no. Goku would kick Ryu's ass. <laughs> yeah, he would. No question. No question. Like, Ryu but their outfits like, are pretty similar, is what I'm referring to. I mean, so is the Karate Kid, so like, whatever. <laughs> oh, he's got sleeves. Am I saying Goku and the Karate Kid are on the same level? I don't think so. <laughs> or is totally different. Yeah, I'll Goku, give you that. Goku wears shoes. Ryu's abnormally large feet. He's got like elephantitis in his feet. Have you seen that man? Do you, who do you think would win in a fight? Would it be Ryu or the dude from the raid? Uh, probably, um, probably Ryu. Ryu can like, shoot fireballs. Yeah, that's my thinking. Ryu, Ryu is a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> dude from the raid has been through some shit, though. Does the dude from the raid get to bring a gun? Because I feel like that's an advantage. No, that's true. He doesn't use a gun at all in those movies. Does a a fireball? A Hadouken? (laughs) I mean, they're they're a force of nature, so I imagine he'd be able to. Yeah, but they travel slower than a bullet. Oh, true. But like, would would the bullet just like disintegrate in the Hadouken? I think so, but you'd have to like the timing on that. Like, that's pretty tough. Because bullets, I mean, you're not going to be able to react like reactively fire a Hadouken. Frame perfect Hadouken. <laughs> a bullet. That's not how it works in real life. Half circle back, like as soon as you see the gun I'm drawn. Yeah. It's not. Uh, you also don't throw fireballs in real life, so I, I don't. Maybe you don't. Yeah, maybe you don't, man. That. Come on. You know, always it. Not yet. Uh. I can give you a small update on my Dragon Ball Z Kai watching. I'm at like episode 28 or something now. Uh, and uh, hundred in the anime or in, in the yeah. original. And uh, I can give you my top three characters. So number one, Piccolo. Number two, Krillin. And number three, uh, the Master Roshi. Roshi. Oh. Roshi. The Roshi. terrible. Your, your top two are correct, at least. Uh, the most baller thing I think I've ever seen in any anime ever is Prince of Tennis. But number two is when Piccolo <laughs> regrows his arm by thinking hard. It's such a dumb One show. Day. He has to regrow both at once. What? Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> Look, I mean, I could talk about Prince of Tennis all day, but why don't we hear from Erica? And can you actually? This week? Can you go first? I'm sorry, I'm, something's downloading here, so it's like I'm trying to get Xavier to shut it off. So my thing's a little bit choppy <laughs> right now. Go for it. Okay. So <laughs> Prince of Tennis. Um, <laughs> no, so I've been playing. Um, I've been playing a few games. Uh, I've actually put like probably about six hours into mobile games this week which is unusual for me. Um, but uh, I wanted to limit myself to one thing to bring this week. So I'm bringing the thing that I think is probably the most relevant to our audience and to you guys, which is Florence 
you guys probably can't see it because my camera's terrible. Um, and the machine, but, or just Florence? Uh, Florence. So Florence is a um, it's the best way to describe it. So Florence is a um, graph, like a interactive graphic novel. Um, where all the interactivity is like WarioWare games. So there'll be like, I'm just going to try and get an example up here. Um, to play really well for our audio listeners. Yeah, <laughs> super well for the audio listeners. Um, but yeah, so like this is, uh, so spoilers, it's about a relationship. Um, <laughs> this is where she meets the guy. And like, it kind of gives you little bits, but see when you have to make conversation, you have to make the speech bubble out of these puzzle pieces. And like the easier the conversation, the easier the puzzle becomes. So like, it's really, really clever. So you just make this like puzzle doohickey up, whatever. Um, and then, uh, you, yeah, so you make the puzzle puzzle piece up and she'll say something. And as they get to know each other, the puzzles become simpler. So you see that six pieces instead of eight and it gets simpler and simpler. And then like, um, there's great bits as well where like she's in a fight and the puzzle pieces become like two pieces because she's not thinking about what she's saying. Um, and uh, there's other stuff as well. Like um, there's, uh, you can have conversations with your mum um and uh it's like the only the only spoken or written words in the entire game are these conversations that you have you have with your mum which are really cool um yeah it's it's i would totally wholeheartedly recommend it so it's kind of like um uh, yeah like i was saying it's kind of like an independent graphic novel um but you kind of play along i don't get the sense that there's much choice you make choices in some conversations, but I feel like the story goes where it goes, no matter what you do. But I think that's kind of the point. Um, so it's from the guys who developed uh, Monument Valley. Um, so if any of you guys have played that, um, it's I would say it's more polished. Um, it's like probably the one of the best, like best, like made mobile games that I've played. Um, I like super highly recommend it. it takes about two hours um costs about five pounds so probably about six dollars um and yeah uh, don't not really much more I can say about it because uh, I don't really want to spoil any of it because the entire game is story um and uh I, I don't know whether it will come to Android because I know most of you guys are Android users um uh, mostly because I think I saw a quote from the developer about Monument Valley saying that 80% of the versions of Monument Valley installed on Android phones are pirated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I would be, I would be interested to see if it actually did come to Android devices. So I think that they see that as a huge loss. Um, but on the plus side it is on Android it is on iPhone and iPad. Uh, I've played it on iPad. Um, I haven't played it. I haven't tried it on my phone, but um, it ran really, really well. It's like smooth. The music's fantastic. Do you think it yeah. would be? Uh, do, do you think it would scale well to a to an iPhone? Like, would the puzzles, if they're super complicated, would they be hard to see? Or 
Um, it never really gets complicated. Um, so one of the reasons that uh, somebody on Polygon compared it to WarioWare and that really hit the, the hit the spot in terms of like how I was trying to contextualize it uh, because like that puzzle piece game that I was showing you guys is basically the hardest thing you do in the game. Okay. Um, it's I, I expect that it would scale exactly fine to uh, phones uh, mostly because a lot of the stuff you're doing is like tapping and swiping um, like there's some interesting stuff where um, you like uh, get to tidy up your boyfriend's apartment and it's like the, the places you tidy stuff and things like that it's quite funny that great um, privilege of tidying yeah. up your boyfriend's apartment <laughs> I never know whether it's meant to be you tidying up the boyfriend's apartment or the boyfriend tidying up his apartment before he gets there, but you never like you never control the boyfriend. You only control Florence. So I don't know. But yeah, it felt super real to me. Like even though I didn't hear I didn't hear a single word that the two characters said to each other, the relationship felt super real. Um and uh yeah, I I couldn't recommend it more, I have to say. Especially because like I said, it's only like five pounds. I know I just purchased it. It appears to be two ninety nine on the U.S. App Store. There we go. <laughs> it might have even been three pounds. Actually, might have been two ninety nine here. Yeah. But um, I, I pre ordered it as soon as it was announced uh, because I was like, oh well, Monument Valley was good. I've got faith in this game. No artwork's pretty. Um, and I, yeah, I don't recommend it at all. It was super cool. Um, but yeah, so highly recommended. I'd like to hear your thoughts on it next week, Pat. Sure. I mean, you won't be on the podcast, but you can text me about it. I guess. Yeah. So, Erica, what have you been playing? Okay, so um, it's kind of been a busy week, so I haven't been able to play a whole lot. But uh, right as I was thinking, oh, man, I really got to play something, so I have something to talk about. <laughs> as soon as that happened, Alex's wonderful girlfriend, Cheska, tagged me and Alex in a post from Kotaku talking about an idle clicker called Cat Condo. <laughs> and Dude. Dude, <laughs> I right? mean... <laughs> It's free, so I was like, okay, let me get on this right now. Um, I swear I play, I pay a lot of money on games, like, all the time. I spend tons of money on it. I just feel like I've been playing free games or really old games, like, the last few weeks. But anyway, um, this game's really cool. It's really fun. I don't know. I've been playing quite a bit of it. Um, so, essentially, you have this little cat condo. Oh, it's not coming up. No. Oh, well. Oh, oh let me... Let me turn down the brightness. Anyway, so you got this little cat condo, and you take two cats of the same type, and you drag them on top of each other to create the next level of cat, and then you keep doing that until you uh, you reach, you know, the next cat that you, uh, you haven't had before. And so um, it seems that there's 40 cats in the game. I have the first 12. Um, so the, the one issue I have with this game is that it's, uh... It has a definitive ranking of cats, you know? Cat breeds. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's decided which cats are the best cats and which cats are the worst cats, I guess. And, you know, uh, like, the most basic cat is kitty cat. So, you know, like, the first <laughs> couple of cats it's like, kitten. <laughs> um, but, you know, then they get into... Sorry, stream, or sorry, podcast. I just lost audio.
a white one. You know what, there's, I don't know because it's grayed out for me for now, but it, I don't know if We're you back. can see that, but it kind of looks a little Napster to me. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. The I Napster know, cat is the best cat. That is the, the Napster cat, cat might be the number Somebody. 40 cat. Somebody but, call Justin Timberlake. I think he needs to sue. But yeah, Erica, <laughs> I, I play a lot of, or I have played a lot of clickers. And I think this one might actually legitimately be my favorite. Be- not yeah. because like it's about cats, but like it's like the best part of like let's say adventure capitalists or like candy box or something. Like it's weird, but it's also kind of like threes or twenty forty eight. Like it's so it's, that's what I was. The threes comparison seems apt. Yeah, like it, it's got the style of threes and like it's just it's just so cute and fun. Like yeah, I, I I really like it a lot. The other thing too that's kind of nice is that. Um, I mean, there's like the coin doubling if you uh, if you watch an ad every time you come in and stuff, but you really don't have to. Um, they have like you know prizes. You get like these little these little presents that pop up every once in a while that'll spin you like a cat, and you can get like you can upgrade your cat by watching a video. But you really don't have to. Like, there's no. They never made me feel like I have to, but I think I'm gonna probably kick in some money for like the. Uh, there's like a a fifty percent speed increase that's like three bucks, and there's like. Yeah, a two dollar thing that you could buy to upgrade the cats that you get out of your box every once in a while. But yeah, it's a clicker if you decide you want to click for it. Look, but... at, look at this screenshot. <laughs> it's so adorable. But this like, is on the store page. I, I think for like, for a sorry, I was gonna say for uh, a mobile just... game. I think it's the maybe the the least obtrusive free to play game I've ever played because. Yeah, I think- yeah maybe like, crossy roads was slightly like maybe just as unintrusive to me sure. but yeah it's like very not aggressive at all about trying to get you to watch ads or pay them money which yeah. makes me want to pay them money <laughs> yeah exactly same here i yeah it's an awesome little game yeah cool this i will play that when like, we finish this podcast i'm playing it currently sorry it was an actual game yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it also looked like to me I think Threes is probably my favorite mobile game ever made. Um, so the the like dragging stuff together is really really cool. Uh, that that's how that that's like the way that it's just a fun mechanic for things to get bigger and you know more exciting as you combine them. Yeah. I just also, disagree with Threes about the music. <laughs> but yeah, you should totally play Cat Gondo. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. I've installed it already and shared it with Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, moving away from Cat Condo and on to news. Uh, so let's have a look here. So I've gone through this week's worth of news and I feel like I've got some pretty good ones to talk about this week. And we've got things such as PUBG, uh, Fear Effect, Shaq Fu, uh, but first I want to start in a couple of, a little quick segment. So I don't know if any of you are uh, familiar with the segment on Polygon's YouTube channel, uh, Griffin's Amiibo Corner. Sure. Yes. Well, I'm into (laughs) more. Well, I'm going to not do the vor aspect of this. Um, Is this, is this Sam's Totaku Corner? Oh no. No, no. So now what I wanted to do is just uh, 
talk a little bit about uh, some new Amiibo that have been announced. Uh-huh. This is disappointing because I was hoping the Wii Shop channel music was better. This is what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Uh, I'm also sorry for everyone listening for the audio quality. So, Splatoon 2 is getting two new Amiibo. It's going to be Marina and Pearl. Now, I have every Splatoon Amiibo physically available to purchase. And these two are going straight on my Amazon wish list. Uh, They look very good. They are... uh, uh, They're actually pretty good sculpts. They're like really good poses. Um, And uh, yeah, I'll buy them and I'll review them on the podcast. I haven't bought an Amiibo since we started recording. Because you don't I put promise. it in your mouth, it's not a review. Yep. I was going to say, I need to eat it and finish it. Um, and I do finish it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I have not bought an, a, an Amiibo since we started recording our podcast because I promised my fiancé I would take a six-month break. But it's almost over. <laughs> So back to you. Anyway, that was Sam's Amiibo Corner. Uh, now back to you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. I spent the first three minutes of the podcast where Pat was talking about Laser League trying to find an air horn app for the iPhone. Really worth it. I decided the shot music was much better. <laughs> So, I don't know. I think pure air horns throughout that entire segment would have been pretty good. I mean, to be fair, pure air horns throughout all day, every day is pretty good. (laughs) Now, uh, here we go. I don't know why I haven't been doing this before. I should be screen sharing all the news articles. I don't don't know how this works. Can you guys see that? We can see it. We can see that. We can't see you. Okay, well, that's okay. I mean, you guys are missing out on the good stuff, but it's fine. Um, okay, so you can. Why uh, is you it probably... so skinny? Oh, uh, there we go. Let's let's fix this. Is this... It's, it's it's a Google issue, not a you issue. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I uh, I think you're okay. I think okay. it's beautiful. Right, so, number one news article. Shaq Fu, the sequel, is finally coming out in spring. Uh, news I think from Polygon.com. Yeah, news provided by Mike McWhorter at Polygon.com. <laughs> um, so, Shaq Fu is kind of great. And, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, Shaq Fu is kind of great. Uh, I think it's an extremely funny idea. This is crowdfunded, right? Indiegogo, yeah. 2014. Uh, yeah, it got uh, yeah, it got funded on Indiegogo in 2014. So it's going to Switch, which I definitely am going to purchase, I think. Uh, PS4, uh, Windows PC, and Xbox One. So that's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so that should be a good time. Uh, next, does anybody have any thoughts on Shaq Fu, apart from it's really stupid? No, just pretty much it's really stupid. Does it have Goku? Uh, I, who do you think would win in a fight, Shaq versus Goku? Okay, now that's a tough one, because Shaq's pretty tall. But Goku's beaten tall people before, but I don't know, Cell was taller than Goku, and Goku couldn't beat him, so I might have to give the edge to Shaq. He's got reach. 
Yeah, he's got reach. I don't know if you can see in the screenshot, but he's actually pretty buff there. I mean, are we talking about Shaq Fu Shaq, or are we talking about real-life Shaq that talks about how he doesn't fit in small cars? Like, <laughs> Maybe he does that wiggle with the cat, like that one gif. <laughs> yeah, that Shaq would win. Real-life Shaq would win, not sure about video game Shaq. <laughs> Next news story. PUBG has sold 30 million copies on PC, but uh, player numbers are just going down. So um, I heard a little bit about this on, uh, this is also from Polygon, from Charlie Hall. Um, so I heard a little bit about this on uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily this week. Um, the, basically, whilst they've sold 30 million copies, uh, the concurrent player numbers have started to go down pretty steeply. So from an average of probably the late 200,000s, uh, in like December, January time in February, they're in the like early 200,000. So interesting to see, um, uh, interesting to see that we're not getting as many players on that game. Uh, well, so Fortnite's free. It's yep. a different experience, but it's a similar experience. They're banning cheaters left and right. The game has been out for almost a year. I mean, in early mm. access, but a year uh, it costs what $30 US yeah so like I don't know there's a lot of factors that's still like a bigger player base than some games sell copies so I think uh, the other thing they're not in trouble the diff- like the other difference between Fortnite and PUBG I, like I've played probably five or six games of PUBG since it came out in like out of early access and I've gotten killed by a cheater in every single game um, and like there, the reason that the that cheating—I mean, people know this—but the reason that cheating is so rampant there is because there's monetary value behind the items that you get out of the loot boxes. So, yeah. like botting and cheating is so big there because of that. Whereas in Fortnite, that's not the, that's not a problem. So you can't trade items, sell items, or anything like that. So there's far the che- people that cheat in Fortnite are just doing it to ruin other people's time, and those people exist, but they don't exist in the same kind of numbers as they do people who want to farm items. Um, yeah. So that I think that's a huge factor, and Fortnite. Battle Royale is pretty good. Uh, it's a different thing than PUBG, but it's it's fine and fun. And for, I think, a lot of people, they have that and probably don't feel the need to spend $30 to get something that they're having fun with for free. Plus, in Fortnite, you can pick up a legendary drop that turns you into a bush, and that's really good. It's true. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot good about Fortnite. Um, I've played... I think I've played more games in Fortnite now than PUBG. I probably, uh, have I probably only played about six games of PUBG. Uh, I just found the entire whole thing extremely boring. Um, but Fortnite, I've played quite a few games with friends now. Um, mostly because the people I know who play games like Fortnite and PUBG, they're playing on console. So... Um, uh, they're not playing PUBG really. Uh, most you, of the competitive shooter guys I know play console. Yeah. Are Are you playing uh, Fortnite with them through your PC, or are you joining them on console? No, I'm joining them on PS4. Um, okay. I think PS4 interface is really cool. Um, I don't. I haven't seen the reason yet to switch to my PC. Also, my PC is super loud <laughs> when I'm playing video games. The fans are really loud. I usually have to put headphones on. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't want to bother everybody with that noise in the background. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, I think PUBG, Fortnite is is the game that I thought I would have with PUBG. That makes sense, like a much more quick, fun, arcadey game. I know that isn't what PUBG was, but I didn't really know anything about it before I bought it. People just said, you should get it, and I trusted them. And I, then played like 30 minutes too long to refund it. I think I still like PUBG more than Fortnite. I just, the cheating thing is just so hard for me to get over because I don't, eh, I don't know. It's yeah. just not fun. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same camp as you. I think PUBG is a better game, but I think Fortnite is more accessible and maybe more fun for more people. Yeah. Cool. Next news story. This one's for, in, the, in the mix for Pat. Uh, so, Pat, here's your Overwatch League minute. Yeah, um, this is an interesting thing. Uh, first of all, Overwatch League is off this week, and it's painful. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it when the season ends, because just ha- not having it for a week has made me very sad. But anyway, the uh, the this particular news story, um, they the Shanghai Dragons finally signed uh, their the the first like Overwatch League, the first female player. Um, this woman, uh, I don't. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name correctly, so I don't want to butcher it. But um, she, uh, Gaguri, um, she uh, was so good at playing Zarya that originally um, people claimed she was cheating when she started streaming um, because she was so good at it. And then she had to prove that she wasn't cheating, which she did um, by doing showing like her... Uh, keyboard and mouse and the screen the stream screen and show that she's just that good at it uh and when the when the rosters were unveiled for the teams like a lot of people were like what the fuck why isn't she on one of these teams um and a lot of people have said a lot of things about it uh i think that um a lot of people have said some shitty things about it i think some people have expressed that like they want her to they've expressed um support for her in ways that I think could have been worded better all around. It felt kind of like upsetting that she wasn't signed once the season started. Um, but, uh, she's finally been signed. She was signed to the worst team in the league, unfortunately. Um, like they are, uh, Oh, and 10, I believe they've never won a game. Um, their map differential is like, it's insane. Like, like they, they, they're, they just don't win ever. Um, but, uh, and originally I was kind of pissed that that was where she ended up because I think that sucks. But the, the, the thing that is true about it is that if she had come into a team that was on top, um, then, or even a team that was in contention, the concern that I think a lot of people have is that if the team started to do poorer, most likely not because of her, but if it started to do badly, then everyone would blame her and it would be a kind of a big blow. Whereas for her coming into the, to Shanghai, there's really nowhere for nothing for her to do other than help the team. If they continue to lose, no one's going to blame her because they're terrible. (laughs) However, if, if they're, if they start to win games, then, you know, there's a pretty direct correlation between them hiring her and, and their, and winning games. Mm -hmm. Um, So either way, I think it's a good step forward. I think it's kind of fucking ridiculous that this is, she is like that we have to even that it's newsworthy that one woman has finally been signed when there are plenty of women playing overwatch that are better than a lot of these people the, the guys that are playing on these teams um especially on a team like shanghai that is terrible so i that's a little frustrating <laughs> because um 
Overwatch has a more diverse community than a lot of games, which isn't to say that there aren't women playing every game at a level that where they should be represented more on esports teams. Um, but hopefully, in this case, uh, Gaguri will be able to like be good and lift up this team and encourage people to take her seriously and take women playing the game seriously. Um, I will say, kind of uh, take a breath in a separate the the the. The other interesting Overwatch League thing last weekend was the end of Stage 1. They had the Stage 1 playoffs. Going into that week, there were, I want to say, uh, six out of the 12 teams could have been playing in the Stage 1 playoffs and could have walked home with that prize pool. Um, everything else aside, uh, the competitiveness of that game or of that league is really, really there. And if again, if you're into... Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're at all interested in getting your feet wet with, wet with esports, I'd still recommend... The Overwatch League as a good place to, uh, to to get in. Oh my god! So I have a, I have a logistical question about the Overwatch League because I don't actually watch it. Sure. And I'm trying to ignore the the Shaq gifts going on in the background, but um, <laughs> so so would you consider her like a pub star or a pub stomper with Zarya? Like, does she only play Zarya? Uh, like, is, is it kind of like a attacker in Dota who only plays Kunkka, and as soon as so, you, you ban Kunkka, like, he's boned? So, she plays uh, someone else as well, really well. Yeah. I can't remember who it is. I don't remember who it is either. Um, you can't, in professional Overwatch, you can't be a one-character player and play professionally, really. Mm -hmm. um, it just doesn't work. Typically, people are divided into... Uh, each person will have like two or three characters that are all based around a specific role. She probably, I don't remember who it is. My guess would be that she plays either Reinhardt or D.Va also. Okay, so um, heavies, basically. Yeah, exactly. So she would be a... She would be a uh, so she would be a support player. Um, and uh, typically, like, like really versatile players, the players that are the um, are some of the most interesting to follow are people who play flex support. So they'll play like uh, uh, Reinhardt or Diva, but they can play them either in super tanky roles or as like heavy burst damage roles. Hmm. Um, I don't think that that's the way that she plays, but um, but but yeah, generally you can't get by by playing one character. You need at least two in your in your repertoire. Okay, good to know. I'm looking at an article on Paste right now from yesterday that says her that she's a, a little bit delayed by visa issues. Yeah, I'm seeing that too. She's not expected to get in until later in phase two. Yeah, which is too bad. I was hoping she was going to play next week because uh, that would be cool <clears throat> to see. Visa stuff has been a plague for esports for a while. Uh, yeah. I remember in the uh, League of Legends, I don't remember what they called the league anymore so the uh, uh lp no that's the chinese the, whatever uh the league of legends stuff they like bringing over korean or european players um a lot of times visas help those players up too so yeah it, it, it happens in, it happens in dota as well cool well uh back to the uh LCS. news articles LCS, ah. that's what it's called. League Championship Series, yeah. Local comic shop. <laughs> uh, so, going back to the news stories today, um, uh, one THQ Nordic has bought Deep Silver. I don't um, know how I feel about the second half of this headline. Meaning Saints Row is back at THQ. Um, 
So interesting to me is that Deep Silver publish a lot of cool Japanese games from my memory, at least in Europe. Um, like I can't remember now. There was something that I was super surprised was published by Deep Silver that was a Japanese game last year. Um, I'll have to look it up now. But um, uh, anyone got any thoughts on this one? Um, Saints Row Three. Sorry. No, Volitions was always attached to Saints Row, and that hasn't changed at any point. So, okay. There's not really much of a change, I don't think. Yeah, and I think Saints Row 3 was kind of a revelation. It was awesome. Saints Row 4 was okay, and the DLC for Saints Row 4 was kind of terrible. And then Agents of Mayhem is kind of terrible. So, like... I would contend kind of terrible, maybe not. But not kind of mediocre, definitely. <laughs> not as good as Saints Row the 3rd. Uh, yeah. I I just I just happened to replay Saints Row the 3rd this week, too. <laughs> I don't think that game holds up as well as we... Like I mean, and stuff we talked about earlier this week. Like any sociopolitical things aside, I think it's a game that has a lot of really great writing in it. But it's also some of those missions, man. They drag on, and it's like I get it. I'm shooting rockets at cars and at helicopters. I get it. It's a text Um, adventure. So (laughs) that stuff is amazing, right? There's flashes of brilliance (laughs) in there that's like super incredible and off the walls. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think like. Maybe they could do something cool with that formula again? I don't know. I, th- uh, I think it depends largely on if the same writers are there. Yeah. I would be interested in seeing them do more smaller stuff. Like, what I was saying to you guys is I picked up Agents of Mayhem when it was, like, $10. And it I, for $10, it's fun. It's a good game. Um, I don't think that it if you had if they had launched that game at 10 bucks, people would have been like, oh, wow, what a cool game. Um they need to focus on, I think, making smaller stuff that maybe doesn't have as crazy a budget associated with it, uh, and that might help. Mm. Uh, yeah, games that Deep Silver publishes in the EU, at least, probably not in America. Uh, Persona, all the Shin Megami Tensei series is published by Deep Silver. Weird. So I'm about to see THQ Nordic on the front of the next Persona game I buy. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the toy headquarters... Did you see that? So now, since you evoked Persona, did you see that thing about like the new Persona mobile app that's coming out? No, no, I did not. That sounds pretty great. Sounds like a good news story. Like you can yeah. talk to. Let's see if we can find it. There's a Persona mobile app. You can like have conversations with characters. I don't know if it's only five, uh, and like earn Persona points. But will Will Morgana tell me to go to bed because I need that? <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I don't. Why didn't this launch with the game? And what? I don't understand the point of this thing. Like if it if it was launching alongside a Persona game, and like you could tie it in to like if you could tie it into like the uh, like the belief in the what the sh- the Shadow Thieves mm-hmm. uh, from like Persona Five, the Phantom Thieves, right? Uh, you could tie it into that stuff. That'd be cool, and like see that social media feed and stuff like that. But why? Why now? Uh, like almost a I year have no later. Idea what this game is? I'm looking at it. I don't, it's I don't like you can get Persona news. You can get Persona news. How often yeah. is that stuff coming 
and it's like I mean they've got the they've got the animated series coming out soon or it's out yeah, coming it's out soon. soon. Uh, and then they've got like Dancing Sun Day, Moon Night, Star Night. Dancing Moon Night, Star Night, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but like and then like cross tag battle where maybe all the persona characters are actually DLC instead of actually in the game. Uh, so what? Why? <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Persona Five. Persona Five is one of the like three games in my permanent PS4 library, so maybe. Why? <laughs> I just really like Persona Five. Oh no! Cap. Why? They've seen how well like, other people have done with Cat Condo. Oh, and you <laughs> swiping. Uh, Maybe it's a clicker. Personas. Oh man, a persona clicker. Other. No, you, you know what it is. Jack Frost. You know what it is. It's they saw Nintendo doing that weird Splatoon thing, and they're like, "Hey, we want to get on that because we're coming to Switch." Wait, what if they made a Persona Go, where? You walk around with Cross. the app from Persona 5, and you have to talk to demons instead of catching them in Pokeballs. Yeah, and you I have to negotiate with giant dick monsters riding chariots. Can I hang out with Jack Frost? Yes, totally. Yes, yes. And the spooky hey, Halloween ho. Frost and Black Frost. And... and you can make social links with people in real life. Exactly. People. <laughs> don't the, the don't, don't be absurd, Sam. <laughs> Real life. Yeah. Real life. What's, Come on. You go for drinks yeah. in real life. And at the end of the uh, drinks meeting or whatever, they tap a button to say whether you said the right things in your social link. Yeah, you, it, just, it just reads that you were in the same place as somebody else for like an hour, and that's the time it takes for you to rate the social interaction. And then you each rate it, and then that determines how the social link level goes up. Oh man, and that sounds like a really high enough. Once we have high enough, we can go back to my room. I was going to say, then they link it to your credit score and your social security <laughs> number. Anyone you have a high enough uh, social link with automatically co-signs any, <laughs> any loans. You guys know how to make mobile games, right? We should get on this. Uh, yeah, TM, I've already mailed this to myself in a yeah, sealed envelope. Perfect. I'll do PR. You guys yeah. make it. We'll build it in React. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, next uh, next news story, a Sunscreen Origins yeah. Discovery Tour. Yeah. I thought you guys might think this is cool. This is I'm cool. very excited about this. Yeah, This is also one of the 10 games I own. Uh, <laughs> Some people might say it's one of the 10 best games of 2017. I, I would have said that. It's on my <laughs> list. <laughs> um, this looks super cool, and I genuinely can't wait to, like throw the headset on and just like watch some Assassin's Creed documentaries. Yeah, so for yeah. Th for those who haven't read the article, it's basically that they're having educational tours in the world of Assassin's Creed. Yep. There are 75 different ones. There are 25 playable characters, including Cleopatra, Caesar, and uh, Egyptian civilians. And apparently like each one is like substantially long. I'm yeah. sure I read somewhere that they're like an they're hour like a half each. an hour each. Yeah, they're half an hour yeah. to an hour each. I think. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna. So I have. Uh, 
the I've always had a dream of like developing educational experiences like this using real awesome fun games not that there aren't awesome edutainment games i don't mean that at all but um taking stuff like assassin's creed and um and even like you know shooters that are based on historical events and um like wolfenstein uh, yeah. I, yeah. I think wolfenstein i don't know if wolfenstein quite qualifies but sure yeah it's historically <laughs> accurate but just uh, explore like, subjects and places that people maybe don't learn or that get a lot of misinformation about and I think like the thing that is my favorite thing about Assassin's Creed, the little bit that I've gone back and played it more and stuff, uh, is um, well, I think there's a lot to love there. Its portrayal of Egypt is one that is um, accurate, pretty accurate given what we know. It's hard to go back and find record like it's thousands and thousands of years ago, so it's tough. Um, but it's also um, a pretty positive representation of Egypt, which um, I think. You know, based on what we know, there was a lot of the negative things that popularly we have kind of saddled Egypt with. We've learned as history, as we uncover more about Egyptian history, isn't really the case. Um, so uh, I think that it's super cool that they're doing this. And like, for example, I have a friend who he and I share an intense interest in Egyptian history for a lot of reasons. And um, he doesn't play video games at all, uh, except for like old school he'll buy like those old like plug-in play 25 atari games from walmart for 10 bucks sometimes and play that but otherwise he doesn't play video games at all so i'm gonna buy him a copy of assassin's creed origins so that he has an opportunity to like experience these tours even though i know he'd never actually play like the the main story yeah how is he gonna play it what do you mean how is oh, he play his, his, his wife plays a ton of video games, so they have a PS4. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, <laughs> yeah, plug it into his Atari 2600. Sorry, okay. yeah, they do have a console now. So yeah. Man, I'm looking forward okay. to when they do this for uh, Far Cry 5. Dude. Just watch Justified. <laughs> uh, final news story uh, that I picked out, obviously, if you guys have got anything. But I thought this might be interesting to some people, which is that there's going to be a new Fear Effect game coming out in March. Is that the show where they eat bugs and stuff? <laughs> no, that's Survivor. No, no, it's Fear Effect. <laughs> Wait, is it Fear Effect? Is that the name of that show? That's Fear Factor. That's Fear Factor. Yeah. Fear Factor. So I was about to say, no, it's Fear Factory. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fear Factory. Ludacris hosts that show now. Wait, what? Ludacris is the lead singer of Fear Factory now? No, Ludacris <laughs> hosts, hosts Fear Factor on MTV. Fear Factor is still on? I didn't know. Oh, they rebooted yeah, it. it. They rebooted Dude, it. let's oh end this podcast and just go watch Fear Factor. <laughs> Sorry, anyways, Fear Effect. Commentary track. This looks like a weird version of Fear Effect. Unless I'm misremembering how Fear Effect works. I've never played Fear Effect. What is it? It was a third-person shooter, right? Uh, I think that I thought Fear Effect was Fatal Frame, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's really not! It's so far from that. Fear Effect is a game that You can't the... see me shrugging, but I'm <laughs> shrugging. Nothing about that looks like Fatal Frame. No, Fear Effect yeah, is no, that no, game Yeah, I was that pretty surprised. Frame. I didn't watch this trailer. I just picked out the news article because I thought you guys might like Fear Effect. It's interesting that they're making another one for sure. It, it's an interesting time for Fear Effect to come back because I remember when I was younger, like, uh, like that game was 
very much one of those early like sex in video games because there's like pretty explicit scenes in it uh it was really into the idea of like watch these two ladies make out quite a bit um so like it had some just weird interesting stuff in it um that by interesting i mean like if you but bringing back that bringing that back today, those games would not have a, have not aged well in terms of their like content, and so to try to do it again now is interesting, especially given that that video that you were just showing looks way different than what I remember Fear Effect being. I feel like I actually owned Fear Effect on the PS One, and oh, I, re- I recognize I, that box art. I, I remember the box art as well. Uh, oh, man. I definitely recognize this, like, it's trying to be saucy, but not PS1 It's game. only so saucy a PS1 game can be. Yeah, pretty much. This is really your last story. Yeah, uh, I didn't order them very well this week. I, so I have another story I mean, if you want. It's a much bigger yeah. story if you thought it was Fatal Frame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a new Fatal Frame game would be a lot better and bigger news than a new Fear Effect game. Or if it was like an Eternal Darkness or something. But but I, I have one or more a Fear Factor game. Or a Fear Factor. Or a Fear Factor game hosted yep. by Ludacris. With the soundtrack he, from Fear Factory. From Fear Factory. He did the voiceover in the Horizon DLC or whatever. Oh. So apparently, Fear Factor, its original run was 2001 to 2006, was canceled, brought back in 2011 for like a year, and then it was canceled again, and then brought back in May of last year. Weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I have yeah. one other piece of news then. If if we want something that's not Fear Effect, <laughs> please. Is that ludicrous? Good choice. Well made, everybody. Wow. There's a ludicrous music video going on. Anyways, um, so everyone's <laughs> favorite... Yeah, there's no music, don't worry. We can't hear it. Um, so everyone's favorite... Uh, I don't know what you want to call Sweary, but Sweary has <laughs> just announced everyone's that... Everyone's favorite Sweary. Everyone's favorite Sweary, maker of Deadly Premonitions and D4 and so on, uh, has announced that he will be making a game with Arc System Works called uh, The Missing. What the fuck? I hope it's a fighting game. I I have no idea what it could possibly be, but I'm psyched that Swery is yeah. getting to make like something that could potentially have a budget. Uh, Arc System Works, have they ever made anything that isn't a fighting game? I don't think uh, so. Well, so he's partnering with Arc. Uh, it's his own studio. So Arc yeah, is the like, White Owls? Like, yeah, the White Owls. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a very... Exist- he looks like he's in... So there's like plants all around him, but the way he's dressed, he's got this monkey, stuffed monkey. He he always they're, has the stuffed monkey dressed, though. They're dressed the same. I did not I didn't know that. They're dressed the same, and like in the same jacket, in a different color, I guess. But it's the most existential like trailer announcement. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really worth watching. I I can link it to the the chat after, but just Google the missing sweary and you'll probably find the video i wonder all of you guys on twitter because i feel like he tends to follow anybody that ever tweets about video games ever we're friends on facebook (laughs) are you (laughs) that's awesome yeah 
Could you ask him who the monkey is? <laughs> he he's talked extensively about the monkey. I just the thing I worry about with him getting a budget is that part of the charm of his games, I feel, are the constraints he's had to work with monetarily in making them. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know because we'll never know. But I don't know if Deadly Premonition would have had the, the same impact on me if it had looked like a modern game when it came out and if it had had better voice acting and better controls and stuff. Part of the charm of it was that it was like the weird ass thing that it was. Um, but I mean, I think it has like a great story too, but I, th- I don't know. I, th- I think part of it is just how off the wall insane the stuff is. Yeah. Like in his portrayals of like American culture, like the uh, D four with like the uh, clam chowder. Like, yeah. Like he, like the, the, there are things about his games that are not like oh he just like he had to work within his budget, so it's weird. It's like no, he's he's just a weird guy. And if like he can make a game that is like fun to play, but all, like then I think that'll be a net positive because it'll get more people in inside that here like oh this game is like it's weird, but it's not. It doesn't play well. If it's like it's weird, but it's fun to play, then I think that'll be a. Good yeah, probably. Scary. Probably, yeah. Uh, but there is something to the low budget wonders of things like deadly premonition. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Either way, yeah, yeah especially with Arxis involved, and they make a yeah. great visual novel uh, for the storylines of their Persona Wait, games and stuff. So, is, is Suda the one making the game about the place with cats? I think that's also sweary. Is it? He's making two games. Yeah, he he has another one that was uh, kickstarted on Fig, but uh, what's it called? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what it's called, but yeah, I think I think that's no, also. No, it sweet. didn't. It didn't get. I don't think it got funded. This will take some time. Boosted Kickstarter after failed Fig uh, campaign. Okay, yeah, that was back in October. But oh, yeah, I, I forget what it's called, but I think that is also sweary. Good life. The good, li- yes, that was the one. Wonder if that actually got funded. Uh, so I wonder if he changed the name, uh, or if he's actually still making that. Oh, mm. no idea. Um, yeah, but I thought I thought I'm he was sure. like a one game guy. If he I, didn't, he take like a little bit of a break because of some health trouble. Yeah, so he he had to stop drinking, which was because if you ever watch his Twitter, like every single night he has drinking, like with the K capitalized because he's the drink king. Uh, but he's like, doctor says I have to stop or I'll die. And then like three weeks, <laughs> three weeks later, he's like, oh, drinking. <laughs> so no. That's not good. No. Uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, drinking. Alcoholism is in people. Uh, I didn't have a good segue there, so I'm glad that that didn't go down. Um, let's uh, wrap this bad boy up. Let's put a bow on it. Uh, so this has been this what? My... 
<laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> my, my Echo Dot just started giving me all the birthdays of famous people today. <laughs> Ed Sheeran turned 27, you guys. Happy birthday, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. Fuck mm. off, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, make better music, Ed Sheeran. Fuck you in Game of Thrones anyway. <laughs> yeah, Andre should be in Game of Thrones. I should. I I would happily live in squalor and die in a horrible flame fireball. We said Game of Thrones, not Street Fighter. <laughs> Pants can Shaq I, be there? I would totally get mo capped in the back of Shaq Fu. Yep. Yeah, like absolutely. A, like a background like actor. Just like, you know, like in fighting games, they have the people in the back just like cheering. Yes. I would totally do that for Shaq Fu. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yes. Uh, but I would only do that for Shaq Fu. It's the only game I'm willing to let my likeness to. <laughs> in all other games, I'll be played by Troy Baker. Seems right. Speak- <laughs> Speaking of being played by Troy Baker, it's not I mean, a good thing. Uh, <laughs> let's finish this podcast. Yeah, uh, that sounds great. So that uh, Andre can start his day and I can finish it. Speaking um, of Troy Baker and finishing Nolan North, let's finish this podcast. Oh, yeah, that works. Yeah, that always well. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Um, in like twenty minutes, they'll be able to find me on the toilet. But other than that, you can Google me. You're probably watching this through one of my mediums. If you're watching it live, I don't know. Google. Uh, Alex, do you? Do you have a, like, forest camo PS4 controller behind you? Yeah, that's this is actually Cheska's. I, I'm not going to lay claim to this piece of shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's tactical. Yeah. I'm surprised you could I, see it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't even see it there. It's not in the forest, so it stuck out pretty well. <laughs> you need an urban camo one. Uh, Andre. Uh, yeah, you, you can find me on uh, Twitter uh, with the cool slaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W, and Instagram, Cray underscore Dre. And Erica? Um, you can find me on Twitch in like an hour and a half, um, where I'll be playing Yakuza 0 um, on twitch.tv slash zupadupa, X-U-P-A-H. D-U-P-A-H, and my other podcast um, called Tempered Expectations. That's about video games and wrestling, and occasionally we find other things interesting, but mostly that stuff. Pop? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at JesterPC. Um, also be the another podcast that I used to be on, I think is going to get kicked off again uh, in the next few weeks. So, uh, and that's called The Loop. Um, I can give more details about that when we're actually actively recording again. Oh, cheating on us, I does, see. Does Attack of the Show now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can find me online at SGCH on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, I quite like Instagram. And if you want to see pictures of every single one of my Amiibo, you can find them there. <laughs> oh, I've never wanted something more. I'm going there right now. Uh, I take actually I spend a lot of time taking quite good pictures so also if you want to see a lot of different angles of my kitchen counter 
Um, and uh, yeah, so you can find me at uh, those two places. Uh, one thing that I'd like to say is to everybody who is listening, please, uh, if you are listening or watching live or whatever, please get in touch with any of us. Give us feedback, positive or negative. We can take it. We're big boys and girls. Um, and uh, review us on iTunes, please. Uh, we're now on iTunes, so yeah, please review Google. us there. Google Play Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have an RSS feed up, Alex? Yep, we have an RSS. Okay. You can probably find us on Napster if you really wanted to. Or a real <laughs> Maybe podcast. LimeWire. Yeah, we're like... Kazza. Uh, yeah. All the hot porn site. Yep. Yeah. Waffles FM. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> uh, Pandora. Is that still dead? Uh, we, need to, we need to get on Stitcher and Spotify because right. those yeah. are the two things that people talk about. Spotify podcast. Yeah. The hell's Stitcher? Stitcher is the like podcast the things they try and make you pay for. Oh. Yeah. It's mm. awful. Weird. It's a very stupid idea, but a lot of people are on it. Weird. Also, next week we're talking the fuck out of some anime. Yeah, uh, actually, this is a super important point that I probably should have covered multiple times during the show for people who drop in and drop out. But next week we're going to be talking about Made in Abyss, uh, which Wait, means I thought we were talking about Dragon Ball Super. It's the same thing, really. Uh, Dragon Ball Super ends in three weeks, two week, three weeks. I think there are three more, two weeks. There are two more episodes in Dragon Ball Super just enough time for us all to finish it <laughs> i also have to finish dragon ball z kai first which has 167 episodes and only a hundred of those are available legally in the uk <laughs> well so i'm having to import blu-rays for the last 67 episodes from france is it in english or in french I'll find out when they arrive. <laughs> if it's in French, you need to show me what French Goku sounds like. Uh, oh, je vais super saiyan. It's going to be in Japanese. Jean Baptiste <laughs> Goku. <laughs> je suis super saiyajin. Uh, I think they wouldn't say super saiyajin. They'd say super saiyan. Um. I've got lots of thoughts about Dragon Ball, which I might have to come back to at some point in the future. Uh, no more Dragon Ball. Save it for the Dragon Ball fix. Yeah, Dragon Ball <laughs> fix. Come Any, anytime, anytime you want. Anytime you want, Sam. I'm ready. Call Andre in the middle of the night, and I'm like, Andre, Andre, Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's time, Dragon Ball. <laughs> Spirit feel ball. free to call me in the middle of the night. Uh, your middle of the night because that's that's morning and afternoon where we're going to be talking a little bit about um non-spoilery stuff and then we'll do a cutting point for those of you who want to drop out um, like sam right now. Just watching it i think we've lost sam everyone yeah yeah Yep. Uh, well, I think that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to watch Made in Abyss, did before, a super uh, professional outro. Oh, there we go. Sam has returned. If you're trying to watch Made in Abyss before our podcast next week, it's on Amazon Prime Video. If you have an Amazon Prime account, you watch Which, that for no extra money. <laughs> yeah, I live in Japan. Awesome. 
<laughs> well, if you're in North America, because I think Alex, you have you get it too there, right? Yeah, we um, do. And Amazon I've America. I've wa- I watched it again actually on Amazon Prime Video, and you know what? That's not that terrible of a service. Yeah, it's not bad. I just always forget that they have video, so I never watch yeah. anything there. I just cancelled my Amazon Prime today. After you got your Goku shirt? Yep. Uh, um, so, I, you know, I, last last closing thought. Uh, thank God video games have gotten, like, digital rights good, kind of. Like, no more region locking. Uh, because trying to watch, like, I own the Fast and Furious movies in the United States. I've got, like, digital copies on, like, Voodoo, because they came with codes. I can't watch those in Japan. Hmm. Like, well, I own the movies. And why, why have the digital copies if I'm only traveling? Like, if I'm traveling in the US, yeah, sure. But God damn it. Thank yeah. God. Even Nintendo got with the program. It's like, hey, buy, the, buy any version of the game. If there is an English version, or like another language, you can play it in that language if your system is set to it and we've done the localization. They yep. got that that with that program early with the DS, too. Okay, yeah, I did, yeah, I did not know that was not region locked. Yep, yep. Yeah. As soon as they got rid of PAL and NTSC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, just, just people. I, you know, there are distribution deals probably and like business reasons, but like, fuck that. Just fucking make it work. Why can't I watch Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift in Tokyo? I think I yeah. think you're using well, your finger platform for the most important topic. <laughs> <laughs> why can't I watch anime in Japan? <laughs> well, it, it's their own. It's their own. Didn't Amazon produce it? Producing Made in the Abyss? No. Uh, no. Okay. I think it actually might oh, have been yeah. NHK. <laughs> oh, and they, yeah. Well, not me. Yeah. And then they brought it over, so probably distribution deal. That doesn't make it better. Also, Netflix Japan has like all of Dragon Ball Z on it, but they don't have English subtitles. Well, uh, on that note, uh, yeah, we'll be doing. Uh, so I'm going to run through very quickly the like, really nice outro that I did when it, everything cut. So um, yeah, next week we're going to be doing Made in Abyss. Uh, we're going to do half the show as spoiler free, and then uh, we'll do a hard cut and let everybody know when we're going to cut and go to a full spoiler section. So if I'd recommend that you watch the show before you get to us, it's probably about a four hour commitment. It's only about ten episodes. Um, but uh, if you aren't able to, then it is. Alex has just put five up as a number. Yeah, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so it's thirteen episodes. It's not a long commitment, realistically. Anime episodes are like twenty minutes long, and um, so I know you can all do it. I have faith in you. Um, but if not, then we're going to do a non-spoiler portion next week. Uh, uh, one, think- more, one more thing: the, some Hawaii introduced four. Uh, like four bills uh, addressing loot box sales. Sick. I think one says people under 21 cannot purchase loot boxes and another one says that the game must like blatantly announce hey there are in-game purchases in this game like maybe on the front of the box or on the box somewhere. Uh, So yeah, that's hmm. So call your representative. Yep. Let's see. Yeah. Speaking of under 21, if you're under the age of like 12, don't watch Made in Abyss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just heads up. <laughs> if you're under the age of 12, don't watch anime.
Unless it's uh, uh oh, what's that? Well, the one with the cat, something sweet house. You can watch Cheese, Cheese, Cheese Sweet Home. Cheese Sweet Cheese Sweet Home. Yeah, you should watch that. You can watch Banania. Banania, yeah. You're under the age of twelve. You should only be watching Dragon Ball. I feel like I've mentioned Prince of Tennis at least three times on this podcast, <laughs> not this particular one, but on this previous weeks, because it has my favorite and most anime moment in anything of all time ever. Um, but yeah, so we're not going to be talking about Prince of Tennis next week, we're going to talk about Made in Abyss. So please watch it if you can. If you don't have time to, then, I don't know, screw you, I guess. Uh, watch the show anyway. And... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, audio listeners. Alex just did a smash zoom, uh, which was extremely funny. Um, so yeah, uh, make sure make sure to watch the show, uh, and then uh, we'll also be doing a movie fix at some time in the next few weeks, uh, maybe in the beginning of March, so that Andre can be on it as well. Um, thanks everybody for listening in, and we will speak to you next week. Please write and review us on iTunes. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Alex. Later. Bye. See you, dude. <laughs> so long. Farewell.